Bernie Madoff. Do you ever just cringe when you hear that name? There's a huge story behind what Bernie did uh, years and years ago, and he, he ended up paying for it. Um, and so we're, we're here today to tell you that story and then also tell you, you know, the things you need to be thinking about and the things you need to be researching when you are looking into hiring a financial advisor. Yeah, the a purpose of this uh podcast today is not to say, hey, you should be scared about moving your money. It's to be able to inform you that if you are moving from one advisor to the other, or you're going with an advisor for the very first time, what do you look for? And I think we laid it all out. This is what you need to look for. These are the red flags. This is what you need to be aware of. So it just is in your head. So you don't make that mistake and get in the middle of a Ponzi scheme, which is what many very intelligent people did with Bernie Madoff. He attracted many multimillionaires who gave away their money, many institutions who gave their money to him without doing their due diligence. So our goal is that you don't do that. If you've not had a chance, please visit our website, which is pomwealth.net. I always encourage people to go to the blog page. If you've also not had an opportunity, we would love for you to be able to uh, follow us or subscribe to us wherever you're listening to the podcast so you can make sure you get every single episode. But before we get started, Merce, could you give us a quick disclosure? I sure can. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only, not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome to our Retirement in Action. And we, we dedicate this show every Wednesday to dealing with questions that we get from our listeners, from our clients, uh, from uh, different things that we see in the industry. And today we're going to talk about something that I could probably say this name and you're going to instantly cringe a little bit, Bernie Madoff. You know, people ask us all the time, how do I know you or how do I know that person's not a Bernie Madoff? It's actually like a, a name that has become a term to mean something. And that means rip people off, steal their money. So how is it that you can know whether or not your advisor is a Bernie Madoff? Well, there's things that you can do uh, in order to protect yourself. And that's what we want to talk about today. But first, let me just kind of tell you the story and what's prompted this. It came up when we've been talking about Bernie Madoff for years, but Bernie Madoff just died uh, on April 14th of this year. And uh, he died in prison from what he did. Ultimately, what Bernie Madoff did initially was, was legal, not illegal, but legal. He set up his own custodian, I'm sorry, custodian, so that he could handle or take custody of money. Now that is not illegal. Uh, it does require a tremendous amount of regulation, transparency, and it can be done in the proper way. 
But when you let somebody take custody of your money, like the Madoff Securities, which was called Madoff Securities, then it could be manipulated. And that's what happened in Bernie Madoff's situation. They did not regulate him or uh, look at his books as good as they should have. And Bernie Madoff was able to take and reposition money and get it over into other accounts or spend it and, and lie about returns and do a lot of things that was very, very bad. And a lot of people lost a lot of money. So how do you know the person you're working with is or is not a Bernie Madoff? We answer that all the time. In fact, I bring it up. 99% of the time I say, hey, by the way, let me tell you how to know whether or not your advisor is a Bernie Madoff. So, Merce, can you kind of take us through, first of all here, this idea of what's the difference between working with somebody like a Bernie Madoff that could be legit, but, but let's just put them in a whole category, in that category, versus 99.9% .9 of financial advisors out there today, which would never be in a Bernie Madoff scenario. Right, yeah. So, you know, it's always... It, the idea of giving someone your money to to manage is always a nerve wracking decision, and and you shouldn't take it lightly ever, uh, which means you got to do some due diligence. And so, Bernie Madoff was able to create his own custodian. He was Madoff Securities. Um, uh, Ninety nine percent of advi advisors, just like us, we are we do not create our own place to hold the money. We're using a third party custodian. So for us. It's Charles Schwab. For someone else, it may be Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade, all the big names that you've heard out there. Uh, very rarely is a person creating their own uh, custodianship. It's very difficult to do. There's a lot of regulation, especially after what happened with Bernie Madoff and that whole Ponzi scheme. Uh, there has been a lot of regulation created around that uh, to prevent that from ever happening again. So for us, we, are, we have a third party uh, which is Charles Schwab, and they are our oversight. So they're making sure that we as advisors are doing everything properly uh, on the client's behalf. Also, Raiden and I, we as Peace of Mind Wealth Management, we don't have the ability to create our own statements. That's on the responsibility of the custodian. So Charles Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, they're going to create their own monthly statements based off of purely the numbers. There is no manipulation that is that is uh, able to be done uh, by us. It's all purely whatever happened in the investment account, that is what is gonna be reported to the, to the client. And that's what you want. Yeah, I just uh, wanna say one thing before you go much further on that, Mercer, that just so you're aware, Bernie Madoff was able to actually manipulate the returns. So what Merce just said is extremely important for us to, for you to know about. See, uh, if we talk about, you know, how the, how a stock is doing or a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund or anything like that. It it's on your statement. We cannot do anything to that statement. That's not accurate. That's because Charles Schwab in our example, Charles Schwab or another advisor, it might be fidelity or whoever they get, you get the statement from that entity, not the advisor. What Bernie Madoff could do is he could just say, Hey, here's your return. Here's what it is for the year. And he just tells you and you have to accept it. And again, it could work and it could be regulated and be right, but that's what he did. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Merce. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point to make that comparison. So so the custodian is going to make the statements, the monthly statements. You're also going to be logging in to your account through Charles Schwab, not through, in our case, peace of mind wealth management. So you you have direct access to the custodian. 
Um, and, and also I think what's pretty important here is that it's still your account and your name, you still have 100% control over it. So in our case, if, if say for some reason, uh, let's say you're moving away and you wanted to be with an advisor, which we can work all the time virtually now because of how good we've gotten virtually, but let's say for some reason you wanted to leave us. Well, you could call Charles Schwab up and say, hey, take these guys off of my account. That really wasn't the case with the Madoff situation. So there's a lot of protections that have been put in place for the individual investor. Um, all the tax documents are prepared through the custodian as well. So you get all that that way. Um, and so very, it's impossible for us to have any type of manipulation. Um, also, when it comes to, well, how do we how do we send out money to the client? Uh, we are able to administer the account on your behalf. So you can call us up and say, hey, I need $1,000 for whatever reason. We can have stuff set up so that it's directly deposited into your account or a check can go directly to you. Every now and then we'll have a client said, that says, hey, can you um, just cut me a check? I'll swing by your office and pick it up. We don't have that kind of power, nor do we want that kind of power. We don't want to be able to write checks out of your account. Uh, we're not allowed to, and we don't want to. So that that answer is always no, we actually can't do that. It has to be serviced through Charles Schwab. We can put in the order for you. And that's really what you want us to be doing is just administering on your behalf, not really creating anything for you. Um, so so that's kind of an overview of how, how we are set up and how the majority of advisors are set up in the custodianship where they're not in full control, have no ability to manipulate. Um, but licensing is very important here. When you're searching for an advisor, there's a ton of different types of licenses out there. If you're going to an insurance agent, they have to be licensed through the, through the state that they are selling insurance in, uh, whether it's life insurance, property, health insurance, whatever. There's licenses that are associated through the insurance organizations. Um, on the investment side, securities, stock market, everything like that, there's FINRA licensing that we all have to be a part of. And there's different licenses in there. Uh, Raiden and I, we're certified financial planners. And then we also have FINRA Series 65 that's a, that allows us to do what we do to manage accounts on our clients' behalfs. Uh, there's a bunch of others, other different series licenses out there. They're, they all require a certain amount of education. They require a test to be passed. So there's quite a bit that goes into actually getting a license. Um, I just want to say on that point too, is that when it comes to licensing, you know, uh, we, I used a thing, 99% of advisors aren't set up the way Bernie Madoff is that that's legitimate advisors that today there's still people that will get taken for a Ponzi scheme. And so that's why Merce is bringing up this idea of licensing. And there's things you can go do to go check that out and check them out, make sure that they are licensed. And so what we're saying is make sure whoever you're working with, first thing is that they're licensed. That does not within itself mean that they can't do something illegal. Uh, so we, we've got other things we're going to tell you to go do. But if, if you go find somebody and they say, uh, no, I don't have to be licensed to do this, that would be a red flag. And, and you need to go start understanding what's, I mean, that to me is a slow way, way down in the process. But uh, you know, if they tell you that it's unregistered or something like that, anything that doesn't sound completely like, wait a minute, why is this so obscure compared to this idea that all these other advisors have to be licensed? Um, you can go to the state, uh, eat whatever state you're in, you can go to there and, and they have a securities division that you can go check it out. So all I, I just wanted to make sure that you get the fact, why are we saying licensing? Because that's at least one step to make sure that this person is legit. I hope that you are enjoying the show. 
By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Now, there are outside of licensing, there are different ways that advisors can be set up different in their, in their orga, organizational structure. Um, so we are set up as an RIA, which stands for a registered investment advisor. Raiden and I are investment advisors. And so that gives us the ability, once again, to act on the behalf of our clients. Also, being an uh, investment advisor holds us to a fiduciary standard. Our CFP designation also, on top of that, holds us to a fiduciary standard. We did a whole podcast on what a fiduciary is, but basically, it means that we are forced by law to act uh, by keeping our the client's interest ahead of our own. So uh, keeping the client first, that's very important. Then there's also your broker dealers and different insurance types of agents. So Raiden, you want to talk about those? Yeah. So uh, there's a different, there's a couple different ways. Merce and I are on the, on the investment side, we receive a fee for managing the money that we manage. We don't get any commissions on those, on, on any of those transactions. It's simply just managing the money. But if there are organizations that are very legitimate that they can sell you mutual funds or certain insurance products that require a brokerage license and they have to operate under what's called a broker dealer. Um, a big broker dealer name that you might think of if you hear it is something like LPL. LPL is a huge broker dealer. So they oversee those brokers that can sell you mutual funds or variable annuities or whatever it is that needs a securities license. So that's one type of license. Merce has already talked about insurance. Insurance licensing says that they had to go get a license, uh, pass a test, get a license to be able to sell insurance. You can check that out on any one of your state insurance department's websites. Many of them, you can just go on there, put the person's name in, make sure they're licensed. Have they had any complaints? You're able to look all of that stuff up. There's a thing called broker check. And in that broker check, that is on the brokerage side. You can go say, is this person's like, are they licensed? Are they active? Have they renewed? Have they done their continuing education? All of these things are things you can do if there's any question you've got about whether or not that person is um, is legitimately licensed. In fact, most state fraud organizations around the state securities division tell you that's the first thing you do. Go make sure the person's licensed because if they're licensed, they're being regulated. They've got compliance. So all those things are extremely important as you're thinking through, do I, do I understand what this person's entity is? So you're just trying to make sure that that's the way it works. Now, the person could be completely licensed in everything, and there is probably the biggest area that you would lose control and that they would gain control is in the money transfer. So you're moving money out of your checking account to this, to this advisor, or you're moving money from another entity to this advisor. There is a right way and a very um, uh, frightful way. I won't say wrong always, but it would be a way that you could open that up for fraud or open it up 
for embezzlement. So Merce, can you just talk a little bit about the money transfer part and how to do it safely, the right way, what I'm going to call the right way, and then the way that could actually expose yourself to problems? Yeah, yeah. And I actually had a phone call about this earlier today. And the question was, how do I make that check out? And, um, you know, sometimes if you're if you're writing a check, it's usually to to the company. If you're purchasing a product, you're writing that check to the company. In our case, you're, you know, you're putting money into our investment account. So you may think, well, I should write it to Peace of Mind Wealth Management. Well, that is not the case. And we want to stay away from that as much as possible. You're, I would go with Raiden, hardly ever, almost never should be writing a check to the investment company. You're going to be writing it to the custodian. So in our case, if someone wants to deposit to their, uh, their Charles Schwab brokerage account, they're going to write a check to payable to the order of Charles Schwab for whatever amount they want to do. Um, the most common, if usually the first time that someone is really engaging with an advisor is when they're rolling over their 401k. You kind of when you go into the 401k arena that that's really already been vetted for you the company has set that up for you you start contributing into it and you don't really think twice about the, the security there once you're deciding to move it to an advisor you have to do a rollover and that rollover the question is well how do i make the check payable once again it's going to be payable to the custodian charles schwab td ameritrade fidelity whatever it is payable to the custodian not to the advisor we get that question all the time and sometimes we joke about it. Yeah, write it to Raiden Stansel. And people will do it because that's what you think you're supposed to do. But we it's just we joke about it, but we also do correct them and say, hey, make sure you never do it this way. Always write it to the custodian. Um, and that's that's the number one way uh, to do it. And also how misunderstandings could happen. And uh, I want to clarify, we properly. joke. We joke. We joke. About <laughs> to tell them to write it to Raiden Stansel. And we never let them start writing that. Okay? Right. Um, and and you know, most people will catch it, but every now and then somebody will start to say, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, um, I will tell you of the Ponzi schemes that you read about, and we get a, we get a newsletter from our, from the state of North Carolina that tells us about all the ones that have occurred. And there's usually one or two or three that people have embezzled money. And almost every time it is exactly what Merce said. No, write the check to me, my company. So let's go with us, peace of mind, wealth management, and then we will disperse it. Anytime that is the conversation, you you need to stop right there and go, what is going on? And that that's where you just really want to put the brakes on because there's something not happening correctly in that situation. Um, I want to just tell you, oh, one other form that you can go check is what's called their ADV form. An ADV form is something that's filed with either the state or federal uh, agency that those uh, that those advisors would be with, and that tells you all about their entity, how they're set up. The other thing is, is you could ask for references. Now, I will tell you, Bernie Madoff had a lot of references because a lot of his business came from referrals. So that doesn't within itself protect you. All these other things are way more big red flags um, that you would have on there. Um, if the person's not registered and they tell you that, oh, well, but this this particular product or this particular investment, you, you don't get registered and they try to do anything slick like that, again, huge red flag. Uh, but we hope that this is kind of like at least broke it down into some level of categories just to say, all we're trying to do is say, hey, make sure the radar's on and I'm checking it out. Because if they check out and everything's a legit 
process, then it just makes it easy for you. You can rest. You know where the money is going. You know what's happening to the money. It's not a stressful scenario. But when we're moving our life savings to another account, it can be stressful. Again, if you're moving from Fidelity to Charles Schwab, you don't have to sweat it. You know what's going on. You understand the process. If you're writing it to a major insurance company, not a big deal. We know where it's going. We know how the money is going to be custodian, uh, who the custodian is going to be. So again, our whole purpose in this is not to be alarming in the sense of alarming, but just simply to say, check things out. Okay. If you've not had a chance, please visit our website, pomwealth.net. And uh, there's a wealth of information there. Visit our blog page. If you have any questions, you can actually schedule a 15 minute complimentary phone call with Merce and myself, and we'd be glad to answer any questions you have. We hope you have a great day and a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.